With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Sixers 125 to 89 the final welcome to another episode of that's a rap podcast i am your overly jubilant co-host <laughs> Rosales. that person chuckling is our producer jay what's up jubilant oh ecstatic <laughs> and the quiet for now but about to get really excited other co-host of mine, Dre. What's up, buddy? I'm going to give a shout out to Jimmy Wen. As a 76ers fan, I followed him on Facebook, and he has a comment. Just think that Leonard could have been a Sixers or a Sixer. He had a typo there. If we threw Ben in the trade to the Spurs, that's uh, something to marinate on for the rest of the episode. Uh, who to you. <laughs> some beginning thoughts of uh, the largest lead we've ever had in a postseason. Almost 40 points against the 76ers were three two now let's get this going like the raptors did i'm yes. so ready so good so that jeremy lynn got a three meek mill wait meek mills good lord <laughs> uh, jody <laughs> meets with the three like it was it was and, and even moreland had some great minutes against boban like this was a blow out holy crap Sorry, Jay. I'm just I'm just too excited. No, it's all good. It's it's good. We should absolutely show off how excited we are. And in fact, Toronto played Philly right out of the gym. That Mill probably could have stepped in for them. So <laughs> yeah, right. um, jumping into some of the, and you, it's funny because like a couple of the points you guys already said are some of the no- numbers I want to point out. Uh, first and foremost, our starters plus our I guess our sixth man of this series, Serge Ibaka. Each and every one of them scored in double figures. This is what we were talking about. This is what Lowry and Nurse and even Kawhi were talking about after game three's embarrassing loss was, mm-hmm. you know, other guys need to step up. And we saw a bit of that in game four with four of the starters um, hitting double figures. And now uh, everyone was clicking and it was a sight to see the ball just, you know, swinging around. And 
and the threes oh my gosh they finally started falling finally my god and that is actually my second number which is free fries finally uh it's <laughs> it happened twice during the magic series and this is the first time this has happened it feels like it's been forever so uh 16 for 40 40% um their second highest three point percentage of uh of the playoffs um this is the the raptors team we've gotten used to since the all-star break this is the raptors team we just enjoyed watching and has gotten us all excited about uh, the Raptors championship aspirations this year. So, and if I could, if I could step in for a second, Jay, um, I remember every time that Brett Brown has said something in pregame, he's always harped about this is the best team in the NBA for three pointers. And yes, uh, Raptors hasn't shown it for the entire series and it, it was bound to happen. I'm so glad it happened on our home court. Yeah. Absolutely, you're right. And, um, you know, I don't know if Brett Brown is trying to, you know, do some sort of a reverse jinx, but it totally backfired because, yeah, 16 threes is, is, uh, is, it was a sight to see it in, in front of the home crowd. That's just the cherry on top, right? Um, but something that I don't think we've talked about enough on this podcast, um, you know, because we're always talking about, and, and it's fair at all, you know, talking about Kawhi and talking about, you know, who is going to help him out on offense. The one thing that has been consistent, um, fairly consistent throughout these playoffs is our defense and we held the Sixers under 90 points now let me put that in context for you heading into the series Philadelphia was the number one offense in the playoffs they were destroying Brooklyn and it was a classic case of you know great offense versus great defense and the Raptors for the fourth time out of five games held them under 100 um, for the eighth time out of 10 playoff games this year, they've held their opponent under 100 points. So kudos to this defense. It is, by the way, the number one defense now in the playoffs. And that was heading into this game. So our numbers improved that much more. So things are good, looking really good, boys. Um, those are my three stats. And I think, uh, Jay, your, your three positives have some similarity it's 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 kind of hard to even pinpoint like where do you go right but i want to say that the first very first and most important one has to be kyle lowry the reason why i say that is because right off the bat kyle lowry um was aggressive and he set the tone he was he was like a motor out there getting shots up you know passing in at the right right place making right decisions being the gentleman on the floor he set the tone in basically off the tip and the Raptors didn't really look back. I think the biggest lead that we gave up to the Philadelphia 76ers was seven. The biggest lead that they they gave up to us was about 40. So I I, I feel like that has to deal with, with Kyle. Yes, Kawhi is going to give him monster numbers. He's He was only one with double digits, but you know, it was kind of a human game. I think Kyle Lowry deserves a lot of credit for how he played, how he set the tone for his the rest of his team. Jay, you already said it before. Uh, the, sh- the threes, it was so good to see some threes finally drop from, you know, even Fred Van Fleet, Marcus Saul, but especially the Green Ranger, Danny Green. Five for seven, he looked like he was in a flow. He was looking for a shot and each time that a raptor was double teamed danny green was wide open and they it was so nice that they knew where danny green was i guess nurse wanted the ball to go to him as much as possible and it was he was relentless 
every single time you saw a three go up by Danny, you felt like it was going to go in. So it's so good to see him finally hit his stride for this series. And again, like you said, Jay, you, you already said it. Team defense f- uh, throughout this entire game. 12 steals, 19 turnovers for Philly, 42 rebounds for us, which meant, means that we were finishing each play. So whenever we played good defense, we didn't give up an offensive re- rebound. We limited the Sixers to five offensive rebounds, which is humongous. Yes, there's going to be some you know tough shots that Embiid and Butler is going to make, but let them earn it. Right. If we're going to get them to do some contested threes, i.e., you know, JJ Redick only have three points each time they miss. You got to finish those plays and get those defensive rebounds. And that's what they did. And uh, I feel I'm feeling so good. I I don't know whatever negative that you're going to say, Dre. I don't know if it's going to damper any of my feelings, bro. Well, yeah, I'm not going to be a negative Nancy this episode. Uh, Good news, guys. Uh, this is the first episode in a while where whatever negatives I had, uh, Nurse and the gang figured it out, not even in the second half, like in the second quarter. Like, it was fast. Um, and they're very minor uh, negatives. Uh, first off, silly passes are a no-go. So, you know, in the first quarter, when the 76ers had their brief lead, a lot of that was from turnovers. There was a point where we had five turnovers within, like, less than a quarter which wasn't looking too great at first. A lot of that came from uh, silly passes that got intercepted. But guess what? That changed very quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. Secondly, tighter timeouts. Uh, I was kind of hoping Nick Nurse wasn't going down that route again, especially when the 76ers had a 10-2 run in the first quarter again. Guess what? That was fine later on. The timeouts were much more properly timed. And... At that point, it wasn't even so much how do we stop their run as opposed to how do we destroy them some more. So, I mean, everything was fine afterwards. Uh, Thirdly, and again, it didn't really matter after a little bit, foul trouble. Because guess what? At first, we were accumulating some fouls. But guess what? We were systematically taking out Simmons and Bede, all of their players, by what I was saying last episode properly setting up the fouls the way Gasol can, the way Lowry can, and apparently the entire team did this entire game, and it was Mm. beautiful. So those are some very minor things to look at. Uh, Don't let the fouls accumulate on your end. Uh, You can do it to them as much as you want, as long as it works. Uh, The timeouts, if necessary. And silly passes when you have a bit of a run yourself, uh, slow it down a bit. And guess what? They had great ball movement. They figured it out. and what an insane lead. So very, very minor. But otherwise, this was an A-plus performance for the Raptors, something we rarely get in the playoffs. A perfect game for us, I would argue. I'm glad you brought up Nurse because I know that you were, uh, you guys said this, I think, Jay, in the first or second episode of this series, you you said how Nurse should have Embiid and Gasol chained to the foot. They should be, whenever <laughs> Embiid is on, you have to throw in Gasol and vice versa. That's what they did in in Literally. this in this game. It, whenever Embiid was in, Gasol, boom, right in there. And you could you could tell. I mean, okay, fine. Embiid may have been sick. Boo-hoo, don't matter. If if you're not on a stretcher, you're gonna play. But they took full advantage of it. And you know the difference between Embiid having a bad game and Kawhi having an okay game. Philly's gonna lose and. The Raptors are going to have the best game of this series. <laughs> but, like, yeah. can I just say something about that? 
Because again, as a 76ers fan, this is why I'm pushing for the Raptors to go through. They're not mature enough to overcome the fluent stuff. Look at Dirk Nowitzki, 2011. Guy had a high, high fever to the point that the guy was going to pass out. Beat the heat, the deadly three of the heat. Literally his temperature and the team. You can't just go on the court like that. You know, you're doing airplanes one game, and in the next game, you're like not giving it your all. And Charles Barkley, when he's on, he's on, former 76er Charles Barkley. Guy said he's coming onto the court like death. It's going to show. Redick got like three points. Uh, Simmons, I mean, where was that guy? Obviously, Embiid didn't have a good game either. The only guy who showed up was Buckets, and he barely had his kind of show-stopping performance that he usually does. We shut them down, and they've got to be a much more mature team than this. Speaking of, of Simmons, and I know he's not supposed to be a scorer, um, but he's going to have to become one. I mean, and mm. I don't think that'll make much of a difference, but if, do you guys know who... Which name a player on the there's a player on the Raptors who has the exact same scoring average as Ben Simmons? Who do you think it is? Fred VanVleet. <laughs> That's just disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, Serge Ibaka. The answer is Mark Gasol. <sighs> ah, they both okay. have uh, a total of forty-seven points now. That's fine if you're if you're Marc Gasol because that's not your role. You're about the fifth scorer on of, of the five starters. Uh, but for Ben Simmons, he's got to lead by example. And I know he's he's a pass first guy. I know he doesn't have an outside shot, but credit the Raptors defense, right? I mean, his he's got that style that 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 downhill style where he needs to get to the bucket to get anything, and they're they're preventing that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's that's a huge testament to our defense and you know our ability to shut down, you know their their playmaker, right? So. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great number. And again, if I go back to that number of 47, 47 points total over five games. Uh, just a reminder, Kawhi got 45 in game one. Wow. <laughs> wow. But, you know, to that point, um, good job for the Raptors to, you know, punish, uh, or I guess good job for Kawhi um, for making Ben Simmons work. Because if you're playing so much, so hard on defense, you're not going to have the energy to play that uh type of you know offense too right so that's why you can only see jimmy butler going off um because everyone else is trying so hard on defense trying to stop Kawhi. so uh yeah like ben simmons definitely does have to score more but that's not his role like or i guess maybe it should be his role he can't he doesn't have an outside shot all he's doing is trying to drive he's going to get those layups yeah that's fine but i mean there's nothing to it whoever's guarding uh ben simmons all he has to do is kind of drop back and let him shoot right yeah, and and one more point, quick quick point about Jimmy Butler. In each of the last three games, he had nine field goals made. So game two is nine for twenty-two, and game three he was nine for fifteen in the blowout win for Philly. In uh, the last game, he was nine for eighteen. Uh, in this game, he was Philly's uh, leading scorer, only had six of sixteen shooting. So you know we mm-hmm. held him under under fifty percent. Um, and if that's the best that Philly could throw at us in a um, you know, this is not your season's not on the line with this game, but now you're on the brink of elimination. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, kudos to to the Raptors and, and their continued success on on defense. And my gosh, guys, can they just please wrap this up on on Thursday? Because I want a game free Sunday, uh, Mother's Day. By oh, the way, yeah. Uh, yes. Quick, quick question though: Do you think a lot of this? 
I guess where we are now with three two lead going into Philly for an elimination match. Do you think this has to do with I guess the amount of veteran presence that the Raptors have? Yeah. Absolutely. I um, guess like the maturity level. Generally, yeah, take this well, one first, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, maturity is a big factor because um, I, I don't like when a lot of people on Facebook say, oh, you won and you're treating it like you won the championship, boo, boo, boo. And it's like, let fans have their time. But if you're going to celebrate like this and then just completely, no disrespect, whip out like this in a game like this, this is what happens. You get slammed. And I think part of that has to do with, um, look, the other game, I sincerely think Nick Nurse was outcoached. But I believe he understood this and lo and behold, found a way to outcoach somebody like uh, Brett Brown, who still isn't playing a player like Marjanovic because of one freaking mistake he did. What about all these other mistakes other players do? You know, like you, you're not going to put the tallest dude in the NBA currently playing in the playoffs. They're, they're almost comfortable with the game two and three that they had, where they're going to make up for the lack of defense by having an offensive defense, a swarming of bees as opposed to a wall. And now that the cracks are showing and they don't have the they don't have the oomph, I guess, to pull off a game like this, they're gonna have to show it in the next game because otherwise I, I in Philadelphia I foresee another absolute dis- destruction because let's not forget, all of this happened with Ibaka getting an elbow to the head, with Siakam not being 100%, his legs killing him, and his jumper is not quite as good as it was, yet it's still really good. And Kawhi didn't have a great game either, for considering what he has. They're going to be better in a few days. Philly has to step it up, otherwise they're getting destroyed. And they've got to think of some big moves next season to get a better defensive presence. Um, and look... You coach, you outcoach a dude once, you've got to figure out change, and Brett Brown's just not doing it. Brett Brown did a great job of, of adjusting after game two and, and, you know, sticking true to that in game three. Um, but in, in terms of, and going back to your, your, your point, Jay, about uh, the question of experience, I think that it absolutely wins out for Toronto here. I mean, that was one of our many advantages that we had over the Sixers. And I think that you're finding that, right? The difference between how these te- these these teams play when the chips are down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the the Raptors easily could have... If, if the Raptors were a younger squad, they would have folded in Game 4. Um, they, mm-hmm. Someone like a Kawhi who's been here and done that before has the capability to hit that, you know, three-point dagger in the final minute. Um, and, and a quick side note, um, Dre, uh, your point about Boban, I, I get it. He's He's bigger than anyone on game of thrones but he, <laughs> he's also moves like that giant in game of thrones so i mean it's it's ibaka would 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 just run circles around him um they would definitely pick on him and in, in any pick and roll situation so i can see why they're not playing him but that's that's again that's that's um you know if we want to take it a step higher that's really you know you can start to point some fingers at at elton brand and the way he I'm not going to say constructed this team. I'm going to say he deconstructed this team because they lost mm. a lot of depth when they kind of ended the process and went for Harris and Butler. And, and now we're seeing that, right? I mean, we we were talking about this just before we started recording the pod that our bench, when when both bench all bench lineups came in, the Raptors increased the lead to 40. And that's not to say that our bench was all of a sudden amazing again. It's just 
our bench is actually better than their bench. It's just that when it comes to playoff time and and the the the, the games get more intense, you're barely using your your bench. So it's just like really your top two or three guys against our top two or three guys, and how mm-hmm. do they mesh and how are they used in the game situation? But if you look all the way down to the end of the bench, we we have a deeper bench, and that's how we were able to extend the lead out to forty. Um, but yeah, uh, sorry. Going back to your question, Jay, it's experience, and you know I yeah. expect us to, uh, you know, bring it in Game Six, and I think we'll be able to close out the series. Same. Oh yeah. Same. All right. So let's hope for a um, a free Mother's Day and and uh, not non stressful Mother's Day. So let's let's close it out on Thursday. But until then, guys, let's enjoy this one. That's a wrap. <laughs>